Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. So this morning I am off to Sweden to talk to Lynn Jepsen. Things are getting kind of interesting over in Sweden. Good morning. Good morning. Or here it's 10 a.m. So for me, I've been awake for five hours already. Well, it's practically lunchtime for you, Lynn. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a morning person, you know. You, you are. So you've had midsummer celebrations. I'm looking at you now. I wish the listeners could see you. I'll have to post a picture. But you have got this beautiful headdress bedecked with pink and white roses and lots of green foliage and you look like something out of Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, it's the, uh, for me this is the happiest celebration in Sweden because it's in, in summer and we are eating uh, a lot <laughs> and playing games with our kids and you're celebrating all day and uh, this year it was really hot. It was it's always raining summer sometimes during the day, but uh, that's like the uh, midsummer uh, feeling. Yeah. So, so you, yeah, I just put it on so you can see my this year's uh, headpiece. It's gorgeous. So Scandinavia are having the hottest summer for something like over two hundred years. Yeah. We are special this year in every way in Sweden. Yes. Yeah, it's really, really hot now. Wow. Well, luckily, we've got a little bit of the sunshine this week, which is lovely. It brightens our spirits after the poor beauty industry yesterday was given the sad news that we're not allowed to go back to work on the 4th of July. I heard that. But the hairdresser are allowed to go back. Yes, so I can, I can get my hair done. So that's, that's good news. But yeah, so this is, you know, it's obviously... Oh, that's a bad feel for you. It feels bad. Well, do you know what? Initially, I was really cross because I thought that's really discriminatory. Why are we being... Um, hit why is our industry you know so many of us work for ourselves you know we've been been building our businesses for years and you know lots of lash artists are gonna go under it's not you know because we've eat you know most many of us are self-employed so we had a small amount of money to to tide us over from uh for april oh no, march april may i think it was you oh know april may june and that you know, goes like that. And now we're all surviving on fresh air. Luckily, I, I'm not the only one earning in my household at the moment. So it's not a disaster. But lots of people, so many lash artists are single mums working for themselves. And, you know, it's a disaster. And I don't understand why. I mean, I kind of do. If the rest of the world was approaching it in the same way. So... I realize that face to face, it's pretty intense. Sometimes you're virtually nose to nose and it can be for a long period of time. So I would think that it was possibly high risk in terms of um, transmission. 
But if you've got the face shields and you, you, you are COVID secure and you've got all of, all of that going on, I mean, I'm sure I've got more gear to protect my clients against COVID than, you know, lots of other businesses that are allowed to open. We're allowed to go to a pub, Lynn, and, you know, stand of one course. meter away <laughs> from people, get drunk, and that one meter becomes 50 centimeters, maybe 20 centimeters. We're allowed to do that. We're allowed to do lots of things, but we can't get our lashes done. And I just think it's... So I was cross initially, but do then you I... Have, do you, have you got any new dates for, for new announcement no. when you go back? No, he did say that he didn't actually even mention the beauty industry in his speech. He said that hairdressers can go back on the 4th of July, but other face-to-face nail bars and other face-to-face services, we will work to get, work towards getting them back to work as soon as possible once our task force has um, ascertained whether they can be COVID secure. So I take from that that that's us. Basically, gyms, spas, and swimming pools cannot open that's what that was categoric but he said face-to-face services and i'm assuming we are that and we're not spas i mean spas isn't beauty is it that's that's hot tubs and steam rooms and saunas would you say i know you have beauty rooms often in spas but i don't think that's us it's it's not that clear so i am guessing although every time i've tried to guess it's been wrong. So who knows, but I'm hoping end of July, beginning of August latest, but then our busiest time of year, of year has, has this almost is our high season. Gone. And I was the, this morning uh, when I was at the gym, I was listening on your podcast, uh, for Sandra in Hong Kong, William Norway and Hannah Jato. Oh, thank uh, you. In, and I love your podcast because it's so interesting and hearing all the others, how they are feeling, how, how they are handled and how they, they and your customers are reacting like, yeah, now they are used to not having the lashes done and like, yeah, I'm feeling fine without them. I don't need it. And it's costing money because it's, it's a, when we're getting used to our lashes, we Really, it's an addict. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I just okay. Can I be without my lashes because I have mine like for six years now? And so I understand your problem when you having had when you had your lockdown or you have your lockdown. But in Sweden, when we had our customers regularly all the time, we haven't had any lockdown yet, and I'm. I'm glad, but I see the consequences. Uh, but um, I, I'm glad that we can have our stores and salons yeah. open. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because you haven't had that issue where people have decided, oh, they've used their lash serum, and actually, you know, having your lashes done is a commitment for time, and maybe they've got to get childcare every time they come and have their lashes. They've got to pay, you know, between you know, X amount of money and it all adds up. If they, Some of my clients messaged me to say, do you know last year I spent blah, 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 thousand pounds on eyelashes? And I'm like, oh, yes. Well, you know, it is a luxury. It is a luxury yeah, treatment. Yeah, exactly. So, but, uh, uh, but we love to to meet our clients and take care of them and like, okay, you don't want the volume now. Do you need a lash lift? Maybe we can choose mm. that one instead this time and see if, the, if that's a, a more like 
this is the best for you. So we like to take care of our clients and make them feel beautiful. And um, like yeah. I'm going to other salons to, to have that feeling as well. So yeah, it's up to each other to what's best for them. It is what it is though, Lynn. So yeah. it, is, it, it is sad. And I know lots of lash artists in the UK will be tearing their hair out. I've decided actually now, okay, so I'll have another two or three weeks to finish my presenting manual. So, I'll, you know, I've got lots of things still to do. Yeah. So I don't know. It's sad because so much of Europe is lashing again. So much of the world is lashing again. You know, even India. I was watching the, the footage in, in, um, on the BBC today of Mumbai and Delhi and the hospitals there. It is heartbreaking. They've got patients sharing beds. I mean, their coronavirus is still on its way up. It's desperate there. You know, they're a developing country and they are in real trouble with coronavirus. And... Their lash artists have been unlocked. They're lashing again. You know, Renuka Krishna, she's lashing and she's doing her permanent makeup. And yet here we are. The lash artists in the UK is still locked in, locked down. It's like, oh, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel fair, but we just have to trust our government and, yes. and listen to them. And, and I hope it's... You oh, are do you gonna... know what? So many people have lost faith in our government during lockdown, though. It's like the confusion, yeah. the sense of confusion has been so high. And I do get it. I mean, the virus in itself is confusing. If you speak to any doctor in ICU, they spend all day being confused because it, the virus behaves in such different ways with different people. So confusion starts right there with the virus. So it's no wonder the government doesn't know 100% what to do. I mean, look at yours. Let's talk about Sweden for a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's shine the magnifying glass there because I have read that Norway, Denmark and Finland have all opened their borders to one another, but the Swedes aren't allowed in. You're closed. <laughs> yeah, we are. Oh, We're locked down for the other countries. Oh, I understand the other countries because we, have, we haven't had any lockdowns, so... If they are feeling more safe, or that when they are not letting us in to their country, it's okay for me mm. uh, because I personally I don't want to travel at all this year. No. I don't feel safe to go go out of Sweden. I don't feel safe, totally safe in Sweden because we always have to think twice before we do something. Uh, so because of this situation and no one's know when this will end so yeah i won't travel at all this year no yeah in inside of sweden yeah uh, but not outside so you had another 102 deaths i think recorded i think even this morning and that is twice that norway's had in two or three months but your cases do yeah. seem to be coming down yeah, I read that also. So we just hope that it's uh, it's slowly going down. Uh, but I read the total number of deaths in the whole world is a half a million in the whole world. So mm. it's uh, it's a scary number. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think when you look at the numbers, it's so hard to know what you're actually looking at when you look at the numbers, isn't it? Because yeah, so many deaths are, that are recorded as coronavirus are nothing to do with coronavirus. I think I said yeah. here on my podcast before that um, a friend of my stepmother's 19-year-old son was he died and was recorded as coronavirus but actually it's because he was knocked off his bicycle yeah exactly so, so here's a number of the uh, of that uh, also so yeah we don't know the total number of the covid-19 situation no. but uh, it's uh, i think we are getting used to the situation yeah. but yeah uh, we are seeing so many stories here in Sweden, in Hamsta, in my town, that are locking down because uh, they are uh, they can't handle the situation. The clients are, the customers are are aren't there. Really? Um, they, yeah, yeah. For the clothes and shoes. Because yeah. they are, because people are being sensible and they're staying away and kind of doing. Yeah, they're doing in the uh, on the web store instead, uh, mm-hmm. or the the big. Uh, yeah, the big malls. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no one is in the malls either this no. time. So, yeah, the small stores in, in the city are closing down, sadly. Oh, so sad, isn't it? That's I mean, sad. yeah. I think we should be quite grateful to Sweden, to be honest, because, you know, it when this is all done and we are through the worst of it, I know some countries are still on their way up, like India, which is just so worrying. But I think we'll all look at Sweden as an example and go, well, okay, if there's ever another pandemic, maybe we should do it the Swedish way. I just think, I know there's a lot of division in Sweden about, and the government is under such scrutiny and criticism, but, you know, your cases are coming down. And is there any idea, do you, are you told kind of what, how much of the population they think have actually had coronavirus, but have, um, have, have not, um, you know, maybe known that they had it. I mean, you know, maybe you have had it, but you don't even know, for instance. Do they have it? There are so many questions about, yeah, you can have it, but you can't feel it. Mm. And so I I can't say the number. No uh, idea. But no. Are there any, because I know that Stockholm, they were saying for a while, because I know that the argument for not locking down was getting some kind of level of herd immunity. But then I read that they reckoned that on the last kind of, test that they'd done on a um a select group only seven they thought only seven percent of stockholm had um had some kind of antibody immunity are they i mean has has that because that would be the point of not locking down right that was the hope that there would be yeah exactly but we have expanded our testing for the covid19 so we know now if we are sick or not uh but when they are saying that uh, it's uh, a smaller uh, numbers now. So yeah. I hope it, we are on the right track now. Yeah. Well, fingers yeah. crossed. And our numbers are a lot better, which is why they are opening up. Obviously, then they're, they're not opening up us as lash artists, yeah. but lots of other people are. Um, so fingers crossed we are going the right way. The virus is still here, though. A friend of mine's little boy is self-isolating at the moment because in his bubble at school, one child has, has coronavirus. Yeah. So it, it is still around but and, and not to be underestimated. And I think that is the danger we are at now of complacency and becoming too relaxed. 
We're told yeah. to wear face coverings on public transport, but most people on the buses are not wearing masks. And the minute that the pubs open, woohoo! <laughs> yeah. yeah, are they wearing masks at the pub? Well, I don't think so. It's very hard to drink your beer with a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> I see there's so solutions on on Facebook, like yeah, when doing a hole or the straws. Yeah, or, or yeah just having so. a flap so that you could then. Yeah, exactly. So it's so yeah. silly. Have you got yeah. a busy day today, Lynn? Yeah, I've been working this morning uh, uh, for the the mails and contact with our students uh, and staff. So, yeah, and I'm working this uh, night as well at the salon. You're lashing? Yeah, I'm going to lash. How's the competition yeah. gone? Have you sold all your tickets? No, we are, we are still having tickets left, but we are had selling in all the categories and all the classes we have sold the tickets. So, uh, so I think this is going to be a really great year. A big one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I'm so pleased, so happy. So we, uh, I'm getting uh, questions uh, uh, right now from uh, one of the competitors there. Uh, like if we, I can say the questions here for you. Like when you are competing online, uh, you can't uh, edit anything uh, around the lashes if we are talking about lashes. But she was asking, can you have some uh, uh, makeup or on the putting on Concealer. the lips and do oh, the yeah, yeah. yeah do the hair for a nice food shoot? And I guess, yeah, of course you can have that. So that's something I can share with all of you that you are, when you are competing online, do great photos. Yeah. Put some makeup on, lipstick, a nice hair, hair styling, or do the uh, model have a crazy hair look or hair yeah. uh, color? It attracts the, uh, the, the judges. It's something see. striking. I've seen lots of yeah. entries put sometimes with their picture, they'll maybe put some flowers to the side or yeah. something. Yeah. Do you think that's a good tactic or is that something that you're not so keen it on? It doesn't give you any more points, no. but it gives a great picture so you can use it afterwards. Or yeah. me as a judge, when I see it, I will remember it. Yes. And maybe I, I do a screenshot and I will post later like, yeah, with just this one. This was my... Yeah, so it... I think it's always good to attract uh, the audience when they mm. are looking at your work. Mm. Yeah. So with me, when I'm doing, uh, like yesterday, I was putting one of my clients, she's so pretty, and I, I was doing a new lash design on her. And I, I love to take photos on my clients. So if I have the time, and, and she put some, lipstick on and I uh, I usually have my flowers from the salon when I'm doing decoration when I'm doing the photos on my products and I put the flower just beside her when she was laying down just to to see dress it to use it again mm. yeah exactly so I'm using that uh, tech um, mm, yeah yeah good tips yeah yeah, so I, I I am entered into a competition and they've moved the date now to September. But to be honest, I, I think I've got, I'm entered into three categories. I don't think, and I, I messaged to say, look, we're locked down. We have no dates. I don't think I'm going to be able to meet that deadline. Can I have my entry yeah. to get refunded? And it was a categorical no. 
but now with no date i'm going it's going to be too much pressure the you know to to, to do three competition sets before the begin, before the first week of september when we might not even go back in august i'm going to be busy doing my clients i yeah. i don't think it's right that i shouldn't get a a, a refund but or transfer to next year because they're not sure that the competition is going to be running next year. What do you think about that? It's up to all the mm, um, probably in the terms and conditions. But this is a unique yeah. situation. It's not yeah, my exactly. Uh, it's hard for me to say yeah, she should do that like mm. an organizer. But for me as an organizer, we uh, we needed to do something that we know that was possible to do that's why we do, we did it all online instead mm. live uh, last year we had 115 who was uh, coming to the Berlin awards and this year we understand that what that wasn't possible so uh, in sweden we know that they could do online so we have some uh, from out of country it's an international competition but it's most Swedish people that are competing mm. I see now um, but yeah for some circumstances you need to see if they only for the UK people that are in this competition that mm. you are competing in or so it's, it's tough i know because yeah, you know everyone's struggling financially as well so people don't want to give money back but you know yeah 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 it's hard to tell i mm. just do, do what i know what's best yeah. for for the competitors and yeah I, I really want when i'm organizing something i really want it to be good yeah and i i want to have good feedback afterwards so you have to think about that. Yes, yeah. exactly. You're doing it for, for the competitors, not for you. No. Okay. I think I might send another email. Yeah, yeah, yeah do that. Ask them because uh, maybe they had a meeting and talk about that. If they are having ma many mails about this question, maybe mm. they are thinking you through and giving you a second answer. Mm. Let's I hope see. So. Yeah. Well, Lynn, you're an early bird, so this is fine yeah. to ask you this. You've been up since five o'clock. What have you been doing? What three things have you done today <laughs> that you can pat yourself on the back for? Yeah, first of all, I had some mails to our uh, students. Yeah. Yeah. And I was at the gym. Wow, yes. Yeah. And I took my two kids to the, they are going to summer school. Uh, because uh, of the COVID-19 situation, they were home for two weeks. So to, to uh, uh, so the school is offering the summer school. So I took them to school in time without fighting. Oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I think I need a diploma for that one. <laughs> you definitely do. Yeah. Uh, I do hope that you're going to get some time to enjoy the sunshine today. It's going to be a beautiful day there. Yeah, I'm taking after lunch. I'm taking the the kids to uh, uh, to the uh, ocean, and oh. then I'm going back to the salon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how wonderful! Oh, have a lovely so, time, uh, and I'm going to speak to you soon. Obviously, I'm not going back to work yet, so it's it's no problem. I can speak to you soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm 
kind of busy, but in your life, we take an early uh, call. I'm yeah. With you. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. You Thank take you, care. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye.